podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC, the day after Darwin Day. Darwin Nunes has been confirmed as a Liverpool signing and it is reason to be very, very excited. £64 million plus add-ons that will bring it to 85 Wages about 140 grand a week, so very much something that we'd be comfortable with. Total package of the deal, including agent fees and signing bonus, probably coming somewhere between 140 and 145 million pounds over a six-year commitment to the player. Compare and contrast that with City, who are making a 240 million pound commitment to Erling Haaland. There's a substantial difference there. And remember, the Haaland one is over four years. They've also had to pay their £65 million fee up front this summer, whereas ours will be spread across probably the next three, four years. And no buyout on the Darwin Nunes deal. There is one on the Haaland deal. So they don't control his long-term future. We do control the long-term future of Darwin Nunes. And if he does develop the way we hope he will, the way we expect him to, we will be the one that reaps the rewards. For City, Haaland could go bananas for two years and then leave for Real Madrid without even asking permission. So I think we can be very, very happy with the deal that we've done for a 22-year-old striker with the wide-ranging skills that he has, the physical attributes that he has, that he has rather, which if you want to hear more about, Simon Brundish has done a couple of podcasts on it. Go and listen to him. But, I mean, look, 6'2", really quick, very, very strong, dealt with Kanate. Now, Kanate dealt with him as well. But Ibu is a monster. And Darwin and him had an outstanding battle in Lisbon. And it's really exciting that now... We can look at Ibu at centre-back, Trent at right-back, and Darwin up front and know that that is three pieces we're going to have here for a long, long time. All of whom, Trent is already world-class, Kanate clearly has world-class potential, and so does Darwin. Those three are our future. Now, obviously, there's the Harvey Elliott possibility, the Fabio Carvalho possibility, Curtis Jones as a possibility. These are the ones that could develop into that level of player, but for now, aren't there yet. And in the cases of Harvey and Fabio, you don't want to put that level of pressure on them. You want them to develop more naturally. So 
getting Darwin in gives us that long-term fixture up front in the same way Ibu will at centre-back, in the same way Trent does at right-back. And that's really exciting. It's also just exciting to think about the short term and what Darwin can offer us. So we could continue to pretend to play 4-3-3. And the front three could continue to work the same way. And we know how good Diaz is. And I think next season, when he's had a preseason and a bit of a break, he played a lot of football this past 12 months. I think we see Diaz kick his game up a level. More goals will come with his game, as he showed at Porto before signing for us. We know what Mo Salah is capable of. For the past five years, he's been a machine. 20-plus goals, 10-plus assists. That's what we get from Salah. And then you get Darwin replacing Mane, different type of player, but can certainly replace the output and give us other things. While Darwin's link play and passing isn't where you would want it to be just yet, it's not like Sadio had great link play. It's not like Sadio's touch was consistent. With Darwin, it's more of a concentration thing. You can watch him sometimes, and his first touch is phenomenal, and his passing is really good. And then you'll watch him other times, and it looks like the game is new to him. That's a concentration thing. It's not a lack of ability. There's nothing that Darwin flat out can't do. There's no area in which he flat out can't become really good. There's things he's not good at for now, but there's nothing he can't do. Unlike other strikers, and I would say even world-class strikers like Lewandowski, like Kane, like Haaland, there's areas of their games that they just can't, they can't have. Haaland's never going to be a technically gifted player. He's going to be brute force, always. He's never going to run the channels and beat fullbacks and get crosses into the box the way Darwin can. Harry Kane's never going to have that speed to run in behind. He's never going to be a great presser. Again, he's not going to go out wide and beat fullbacks the way Nunes can. Lewandowski just doesn't have his pace. Lewandowski, again, can't drift into those wide areas. So Darwin can do all of that and will continue to get better in those areas and he can do the job through the middle. Again, not on the level of those others through the middle, but he's not, he's not all that far behind Haaland. He really isn't. He doesn't have Haaland's overwhelming pace and power, but I think he's just as quick. He's not as strong, but nobody, bar Virgil and maybe Ibu, is going to be as strong, as strong as Haaland in the Premier League next season. But Darwin's strength will be overwhelming for most central defenders. And his pace will be overwhelming for the rest. He can allow us to play that 4-3-3. He can allow us to play in a similar manner. But he also allows us to change things up. So we can go 4-2-3-1. Now, we know that in 4-3-3, we need a midfielder. We need a right-sided midfielder to go with Fabinho and Thiago. And we've known that for over a year. 
it was the case last summer. A right-sided midfielder was our biggest need. And those who very arrogantly said, we don't need one, we've got eight midfielders, were wrong this past season when the lack of quality in midfield cost us the title. And they're doubling down by being wrong again this summer. And the reason I call them arrogant is because they don't know that they're wrong. They think other people are wrong. Maybe in their worlds, we won the league last year and won the Champions League, but in reality, we didn't. And in large part, it was because of the midfield, especially in the league. So we know we need that right-sided midfielder, and Klopp knows it as well. There's a reason we went all the way down the road with Chouameni. So it's clear Klopp knows the midfield is an issue. In a 4-3-3, you need either a right-sided midfielder or you move Thiago to the right and you bring in someone on the left. But if we change system, we don't need that central midfielder. We need something else. So if we go 4-2-3-1, Salah, you'd assume, will be the right, right winger. Diaz will be the left winger. Darwin is the nine. So you need a 10. Now, people will say, oh, well, we have Bobby. Bobby's past his best. Let's all be honest and let's all be fair. Bobby is past his best. And Bobby's never really impressed for us when playing as a 10 either. If you think back to when we did regularly go 4-2-3-1 with Bobby as a 10, he wasn't great there. Oh, Carvalho can play there. Okay, but he's a kid. And when you're competing with Manchester City, you can't really afford to be developing players on the fly. Elliot can play there, same situation, and the same situation again for Curtis Jones. Elliot's best use in a 4-2-3-1 is the backup right winger. Carvalho's is the backup left winger. Jones's will be the backup 10, but given we already have Bobby as a backup 10, as I've said before, and people can laugh all they want, Jones needs to go on loan. And we would need to sign a number 10. Now, that could be Dominic Sabozlai. That could be Lovro Meyer. That could be Pedro Calvez. That could be Milinkovic-Savage. That could be whoever you want it to be, but that is what we need there. And then the other alternative is that we play 4-4-2 with Mo moving central next to Darwin, which is what I really want to see us do. I really want to see those two as a pair with Diaz wide on the left, Fabinho and Thiago in midfield and somebody on that right wing. And that's where we would need that player then. And if you think about it, that 4-4-2 would also make the most of our depth. Again, there's no real spot for Curtis. So again, loan him. But Allison in goal, Kelleher, Pitaluga, and Adrian. There's your four goalkeepers. Boxed off, set, no need to worry. Right back, Trent. Calvin Ramsey is the backup, assuming that one gets done. But Joe Gomez can also fill in there. Right side centre-back, Joel Matip or Ibu with the other as the backup. Left side centre-back is Virgil and Joe Gomez is the backup. Left back is Robbo with Costas as the backup. That's the defence set. Ramsey in, defence is set. Don't need to worry about it. Same with the keeper, obviously. Up front... You go Darwin, you go Mo with backups of Bobby and Jota. Four strikers, job done. You've also got Kate Gordon, who could play some cup minutes 
as a striker. So we don't need to, to tinker with that at all. Into midfield, left wing is Luis Diaz. Back up to him, Fabio Carvalho. Left of the central midfield too, the playmaking role is Thiago. Back up to him, Naby Keita. Right-sided central midfield, the defensive-minded one, Fabinho. The back up to him, Jordan Henderson. And then Milner is your fifth central midfielder who can fill in wherever you want. You'd obviously rather have someone better, but that's what we've got. That's what we'll go with Grant. You need a right winger. And then Harvey's your backup. And all of a sudden, if you go to that shape, you're probably getting the best out of absolutely everybody. And that backup 11, Kelleher, Ramsey, let's say Matip, Gomez, Costas, Elliot, Henderson, Keita, Carvalho, Jota, Firmino, that's more than good enough for runs in the domestic cup against the dross of the league. That's the backup 11, not even the first 11. That's a backup 11 that would comfortably finish mid-table in the Premier League. Then your first 11, Ali, Trent, Ibu, Verge, Robbo, someone new, Fabinho, Thiago, Diaz, Salah, Nunes. That's potentially unstoppable with the right player on that right wing. And again, there's a bunch of options. Lovro Meyer could play there as a playmaking option. Rafinha could come in as a left-footed right winger who'll get you goals and creativity. Serge Gnabry could play there. Pedro Concalves could play there. And he could play it narrow, which should work well with Trent. Now, these aren't massively expensive options. A couple of them are. Rafinha would be 50 million. I mentioned Milinkovic Savage for the number 10 role. He'd probably be 55 to 60. Everybody else that I've mentioned, Gnabry with one year left in his contract, Concalves, Zabozlai, Meyer, these guys are all 35 to 40 million. These aren't massive signings. These aren't massively expensive signings. These are all signings that improve our team, that finish off our team. And when you consider Darwin's done, Carvalho's done, so that's 69 million spent. Ramsey's probably going to be four or five million up front. Let's say five. That's 74 million spent. Mane will bring 40. Taki will bring 17. Ox, assuming he leaves, brings 10 to 12. If it's 12, well, there's your 69 million that you've spent on Carvalho and, and uh, Nunes. Nico will be 10 to 12. That's 81. And Nat Phillips will also go. And if he's sold, again, you're looking at 10 million. So that's 91 million against 74. So you've got 17 million of profit plus. Grujic went last summer on a loan with an obligation to buy. That money starts coming in this summer. There's another, I think it's 14 million for him. 
and Harry Harry Wilson went in the same type of deal for 12 million. So there's 26-ish million to come in plus the 17 profit we'd have. Well, there's 43 million. That gets you pretty close to anybody I mentioned. So there's no real net spend. For Rafinha, you're looking at an overall net spend of about 7 million. Even if Nat only goes on loan, you're still going to get 2 million as a loan fee. And we'd likely do it with an obligation to buy. So that money will come in eventually. So you're looking at a minimal net spend, less than 20, 25 million to get any of the players I mentioned. If we sell the players we want to sell. And the thing is, people will say, oh, there's nobody interested. There's loads of people interested in all of the players I mentioned. We have reported, heavily reported interest in Nico from Fulham, from Bournemouth, and from Nottingham Forest. We have heavily reported interest in Nat Phillips from Bournemouth, from Watford, and there was somebody else. There was somebody else I can't remember. It's just after slipping out of my mind. For Ox, Crystal Palace rumoured to be interested, West Ham rumoured to be interested, Newcastle rumoured to be interested, and clubs abroad rumoured to be interested, including one Jose Mourinho at Roma. You're telling me we can't get 10 to 12 million for Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain? 28-year-old England international? Yes, he's had a tough time, but he's still a good player. Is he good enough for us? No, not since the knee injury. But he's good enough for most clubs. Not being good enough for Liverpool doesn't mean good, not good enough to play in the Premier League. Doesn't mean not good enough to play in the Bundesliga or in Serie A or in the French League or the Portuguese League or most of the Spanish League. We operate in a very, very high level, in a, in a very elite class. Not being good enough to play for us isn't a huge knock on a player. But we could easily sell the players I mentioned, get that cash coming in from Gruyich and Wilson that were due, and end up with a positive net spend, even bringing in uh, you know, that midfielder, that 10, that right winger that we need. That It's not a fanciful thing. It's not a greed thing. It's something we need. And again, I don't want to hear people say, oh, you just want to be like Man City. We can't afford to spend 100 million. No one's asking anybody to spend 100 million. Again, maximum net spend would be less than 20 million. Is that too much to ask? For a net spend of 20 million, given how much money this club makes? Is that too much to ask? If it was 100 million net spend, I'd say, yeah, that is too much to ask. I really don't think 20 million is. And again, the people that want to say, oh, well, our midfield got us to two cup final. Yeah, and what? And we lost the league because of the midfield. And in the Champions League final, we basically played with two men in midfield and an empty shirt floating around the place. Midfield wasn't good enough last season. It's the weak link. If you can't see it, you're not looking for it. You're choosing to ignore it. Darwin is a necessity because Sadio's leaving. So are you telling me that if Sadio wasn't to leave, we wouldn't have signed Darwin and you'd be happy to move forward with the same group as last season? 
because that's nonsense. You've always got to be improving. You've always got to be improving because you're not improving. You are, you are going backwards. You are regressing in this league because City aren't sitting still. And that's who we have to compete with. And we don't need to compete with them financially because we're smarter than them. And whereas they needed to spend 65 million on Rodri, we were able to spend 40 million on Fabinho. Whereas they needed to spend 65 million on Ruben Diaz, we were able to spend 36 million on Ibu Kanate. Whereas they needed to spend 60 million on Jack and Sale, we were able to spend 8 million on Andy Robertson. They spent 65 million on Riyad Mahrez. We spent 36 million or 39 million, it might have been, on Mo Salah. They spent 50 million on Raheem Sterling. We spent 35 million on Sadio Mane. They're spending 65 in a package that's going to be 240 on Haaland. We're getting uh, Darwin Nunes for 100 million less overall. So we don't need to compete with them financially. We don't, we don't need to even try. We just need to do what we do. And if you're telling me that this recruitment department can't find that missing piece, I'm telling you you're lying and they're not being given the backing to do it because they're the best in the world at what they do. And it's not particularly close. This is Anfield. Have lots of Darwin Nunes chatter. Make sure you check it out. Liverpool.com has a lead piece on Sadio, a piece on Mo. Liverpool make 60 million transfer offer as personal terms agreed for next exciting transfer. There's a picture of Rafinha here, so I'm guessing it's about him. Uh, but it's the Media Digest piece says that personal terms have been agreed for Calvin Ramsey. That's Romano's claiming that he knows what's going on. We all know he doesn't. Uh, the £60 million bid apparently is for Rafinha. Barcelona are broken, can't afford him. He has been linked to Arsenal and Spurs. Uh, it doesn't make sense for either of them, but he does make a ton of sense for us. And he makes sense for us however we want to play. Because if you want to play 4-3-3, Rafinha can be that right-sided eight. Look at how that right-sided eight operated last year as a 10-slash-right winger. Rafinha can do that. Harvey Elliott did it in a couple of games. If he can do it, Rafinha can do it. Rafinha is a better off-ball player. Rafinha, and I don't want to say pressing numbers because when it's minuscule minutes versus a ton of minutes, it's nonsensical. Rafinha can play that right-sided role in midfield. He could obviously be a right-winger in a 4-4-2, or he could be a 10 in a 4-2-3-1. Or Mo could be your 10 and he could be the right winger. Either way, Rafinha makes so much sense. Now, he is one of the more expensive options. And at 50 to 60 million pounds, that would push the potential net spend towards that 20 million mark. If it's 50 million, it's about a 7 to 8 million net spend. If we can sell the four we want to sell on top of the money we have coming in for Wilson and Grealish. Because remember as well, it's not 50 million this summer. It's 15 million this summer or 20 million max this summer. We were prepared to pay that for Chuameni. The money is there. 
the money is there. Because we would have looked at this summer and thought, right, 60 million for Darwin, 60 for Chuameni, Ramsey is four to five, and Carvalho is five. That's 130 million. That's the plan we went into this summer with, was to sign those two new starters and these two kids. So that money is there. That money is available. Now, obviously, like I said, you don't pay it all up front. We've probably paid the Carvalho money up front. We probably pay the Ramsey money up front, but it's about 20 million on Darwin. rather. It was to be 20 million on Chiumeni. So we were looking at about a 50 million outlay this summer. But again, you get about 15 for Sadio. We'll get probably 10 to 12 for Tacky because Monaco are cash rich if he goes there. They just got a bundle of money from uh, Real. You'd get four to five off Nico, four to five off Ox, four to five off Nat, four to five off Gruyich, and four to five off Harry Wilson. All of a sudden, you've got your 50 million that you would need. So we can do a 50 to 60 million pound signing and stay within what the budget that was set pre-summer was, there's no reason not to. Um, and like I said, Rafinha just makes a lot of sense. Liverpool could have new rival as Antonio Conte transfer crusade. Uh, I'm not sure it's a crusade. They've signed Fraser Forster and Ivan Perisic. I know Basuma's on his way, but does that really classify as a crusade? About 25 million net spend. Uh, Darwin Nunes has given Diogo Jota a problem. There is no problem. There is no problem at all. Uh, Jota is best as a backup. And if we were to go to a 4-4-2, Jota could be looked at as the main backup across four positions, right wing, left wing, and both striker positions. And then behind him, then you have Elliot, Carvalho, Bobby, and Kate Gordon. There's no problem for Jota at all. Uh, as the fifth forward in the 4-4-2, he'd be fine. Darwin Nunes completes first part of the medical. He's completed it all. We know that that is done. Um, Liverpool will be stung by 43 million price hike. Oh, this is Gavi. Apparently, there's reports that his uh, buyout clause has gone up. If we were going to buy him, I think we would have bought him uh, when his buyout was 40 million or whatever it was going to be. Anfieldindex.com, lots and lots and lots of podcasts. Uh, a new under pressure, uh, Kenneth and Brundish having a look at Darwin. Uh, Gags spoke to Cristiano Oliveri of the Benfica View about Darwin. I spoke to David Crackman from the Warriors of Uruguay Twitter account about Darwin. Gags also did a news round. And myself and Carl Matchett this morning have done a scouted with some thoughts on Darwin. And then we took a look at what the other clubs had done in the Premier League thus far. There hasn't been much around the league. Some clubs have been busier than others. But um, we had a good old laugh at Everton at the end. So there's that as well. And uh, that is me for today, folks. I will see you tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement. 
and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.